We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn this thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton, for the stay. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. You're listening to Talks Machina on the Critical Role Podcast Network. Talks Machina airs on Critical Role's Twitch channel every other Tuesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Episodes are available on Critical Role's YouTube channel the following Thursday and right here on the Critical Role Podcast Network one week later. If you enjoy this episode, please consider supporting by rating and reviewing this podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Without further ado, let's dive in to this episode. Of Tox Machina. Are we on the internet? Oh my god. Is that Henry? It is. I got him. I got I was able to get it's him to I have to I have to have Bullock's down here too, but you can't see him. I've had to give him just thousands of treats. I'm oh. I'm I'm postmating him uh by the minute. It's uh, what he deserves. He does. I mean, basically. He lives, you know, he basically he lives outside in like a cabana with an umbrella. We bring him drinks. That's wonderful. Uh, right, Ashley? Wait, are we allowed to talk yet? Are we on the I, screen? I can address now? you. We... Well, you'll pop up when I address you because that's the oh. way it works now. I mean, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't have to change your voice. I mean, this isn't an FBI. <laughs> this isn't a this isn't a murder podcast. I, I mean, I'm it... here to talk about the disintegrate spell. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that the government is looking for me. <laughs> oh my God. We could have made a great video of that if we were in the studio. Oh uh, yeah, those times are gone. Uh anyway, go away. Back to Danny and I. <laughs> Thank you. Danny. Mm. Are you excited? You have you have beautiful fairy lights. You have, oh. have your hair is, you know, this is our second episode back. Are you pumped? I'm so pumped. I'm so excited. Let's do this. We have so many questions. We this do. hair is great, by the way. Sorry, I had it to is. jump in and interject no, because they okay. look like lollipops. Yeah, you look, you look <laughs> really cool. Lollipops. <laughs> yes. Mm. Uh, like the in addition, you get at Disneyland. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In addition to that beautiful lollipop hair, tonight, the Mighty Nine go to Rumble Cusp, have a con for a con man. Go to Rex and Trump and have dinner with a horrible person. And no, it's not me. We're going to break it all down with my guests, <laughs> Liam, Ashley. Hello. Yes. Oh, hello. All that and more tonight <laughs> on Tox Machina. One more for Henry. Come oh, on. What a yeah. good boy. Hey, oh. Boom.
We're back. Hey. Hey. Hello, everyone. Hello. How's everyone doing? Zooming, man. Just zooming, you know. Yeah. Zooming nine in the morning till 10 at night. Just zooming. The life of Zoom. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of zooming. Yes. Yeah, we all are. We we talked about this in the last episode, but we're all kind of used to talking to each other on Zoom so much that this is sort of just like one of those things, except that um, this one lives on the internet forever. Mm. Do you guys yeah. do like Zoom cocktails, Zoom meetups with just like one other friend or two other friends? Does that ever happen for you guys? You guys have friends. I mean, you can answer that. I mean, they're all in this company, <laughs> my friends, but. Yeah. We are you? Have you been doing I, this? I don't Being, think I've like, done so, that. Social on Zoom? I haven't really been social on Zoom yet. A, a it's little been bit for work. Just a little bit, just to like unwind occasionally. With um, I've done it with Matt. Matt Marisha and I did like a cocktail night. I've met up with a oh. friend or two. Oh. Mostly, I have no. I don't. I don't. Um, I'm pretty harrowed with everything. Just like we all yeah. are. Yeah, we don't have to go into it. Um, it's full on. It's full on. Are we? Yeah. Can we swear on this show like we did on the old show, Brain? Um, yes, it's we can absolutely do everything that we did on the old show as long as it is within the Twitch TOS. You know, right. we're fine. So that means let's keep our nipples to ourselves. Um, right. We can talk okay. about our nipples. We just can't. Oh, show them. yes. Wait, we but can, you guys can show your your nipples. No, I right? don't it's believe. I, no, no, no. I, I, don't, think so. I, I think with Twitch, I think that was the Tumblr thing, maybe. Oh, that was but, the Tumblr yeah. thing. That's right. Yeah, yeah I'm getting a head nod from d confirmation from yes. Danny. Yeah. Henry's asking for a treat, which means yes. Pretty sure it's all nips. Boy nips yeah. and girl nips. So, you know, keep it. <sighs> nips for days. Let's, let's keep, keep it. Them, yeah, but you can swear. So, so continue okay. what you were well, saying. Well, the reason I ask is because it is just so fucking good to see you, Brian, and you, Danny. I've seen Ashley a bit because we're back to do the show, and yeah. it was fucking good to see her after she was gone best. for years and then came back, and then the fucking table got wiped off by an angry what god cat. What timing? What, what timing? timing? Indeed. I know. Let's see. You were home for about three oh. months. Only yeah, about, three, about months three months before. Yeah. Yeah. And in, yeah. in that was sort of the holiday break. So we missed a few episodes there, you know, whatever. So, ah, oh, man. Yeah. But um, Danny, I haven't fucking looked at you for longer than three minutes in half a year. I know. It's oh. horrible. You're one of my very bestest friends and I haven't seen you. In well, ages. I'll tell you what. Right here, right now on Tox Machina, episode two through Zoom. I don't know how we're labeling these. I commit <laughs> to meeting you in a park with masks and my dog. Just us and my dog. How about it? Oh, hey. that would make me so happy. Oh, man. But That's we'll, amazing. We'll, we'll wear a mask, though, because there's no Zoom at the park. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. you could. Masks and distance. Sprague can run the distance between us and we yes. can and, and snuggle. Yep. <laughs> okay, I may sorry. crash from afar. I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, maybe that's too many people. No, 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 no. <laughs> no as long as it's as long as it's distanced, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Ashley, <laughs> we get to three. That might be a gathering. So yeah, I'm also a, a little worried about the sizing difference between sprig and our dogs so we would have to maybe leave our dogs at oh, home if we were to sprig try no that care. because sprig will just I know, offer up his tum tum yeah he, just he will it. that's true that's henry true. will would love on him like crazy bullock bullock might sure still trample out. him yeah mm. sprig would yeah. just say carry me carry me like a tyrannosaurus rex carries a monk just pick me up 
Yeah. And just carry me around. <laughs> yep. Those Riggy Springs. All right. Sorry, I hijacked the show. No, to talk this about is great. No, I mean, people, that's why we did the pre-roll the way we did is uh, people obviously love our animals, uh, all the different kinds of animals. Last week, um, people were so desperate to see Matt's bird that he left some bird shit on his chair <laughs> the, <laughs> from Dagon. Um and I was getting angry tweets uh, when the last episode aired uh, about where's Henry, where's Henry. So I had to figure out a way to get him up here. There he is. Uh, man, there I don't know. Is. I don't know how the screen's going to be framed or if Henry's going to be cut out, but he has the best like dopey dog smile. <laughs> he really you, does. You will be able to see him at certain points. Yeah. Oh, he's so such cute. a good smiler. When he does, he is he's a like a good <laughs> smiler. There you go. Paul. I love it so much. Mm. Big boy. Okay. Okay. Animals. Okay. Galore. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, we're discussing tonight episodes 110 and 111. And fun episodes to talk about. The yeah. very fun episodes to talk about. So, oh boy, Danny and I did, there was some furious texting back and forth during this one, right? Because she's like, did you finish it yet? I'm like, I had to go to the bathroom and let the dogs <laughs> out and hold on. Uh, I, I did, I just, the, the end of. The end of 111 is where we have to start because it's the tiefling elephant in the room, obviously. Um, it's a huge deal to every single member of the Mighty Nine, um, obviously. And though the episode ended with the sort of immediate discovery, how are your characters responding to the uh, revelation that Molly, or at least some version of him, is alive? Oh, my God. Uh, well, I, I suspected we would get back to Molly somehow, someday, but it doesn't mean that it was any less shocking when it finally happened. Wow. And yeah. as we started, like, Caleb has been very, like, oh, coincidence. There is no such thing as fate. But Le that's not what Liam was thinking. Uh, uh, Caleb was the skeptic. The, the fact that just the show and the game and the story having fucking nine so far up its ass is mind breaking that we're the mighty nine, that he's got his eyes of nine, the Molly with his stuff all over him. And then and then those Titans with their three eyes and their three carved people under eat like that's just numerology. Who knew the show was about numerology? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It really is. I, I it's and, and we every week we're always like, wait. There's nine of that. There's nine of that. We didn't mean to do that, obviously, but um, God, I was waiting for you to finish that episode because when I got home that mm -hmm. night, I was like, it was a good episode. Mm -hmm. I can't wait for you to watch it. I was trying to sort of play it cool, but I was like, it was good. It was good. It was good. You need to watch it. That's uh, we talked about that on the last talks. And I also text Danny about this. I hate not being able to see it at the same time that it happens. Uh, I know a lot of I know a lot of fans uh, and critters feel that way, but but they don't know when we shoot it. You know, we could be shooting sure. it. You know, yeah. a month. I don't know. Whenever, but it does it does move around. So it's it's it. So yeah, it's it's tough because I don't want to hear what happened unless. God forbid, you know, Yasha dies. It's like you have to tell me that immediately so that I right. can, as the best spouse there is, uh, you know, undisputed, right? <laughs> Good boy. He's staring Good at you. Boy. Like he, didn't, boy. He, didn't, he didn't contradict you at all. <laughs> Good boy. All right, he gets a treat for that. <laughs> Anyways, I, I, I would want to know, because I'm a I do have a little bit of, uh, 
reality trauma from the night that Pike died in the pre-stream game, Mm -hmm. because that's when I first, and I've shared this story before, but that's when I first really understood how real D&D is for people. Like, because Ash was so sort of affected, but I'm like, but you just go over once a month and you guys eat Cheetos and uh, make fun of each other, you know? And that's when I got like, man, this means a lot more, so... Both those yeah. realities are true. The 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 fear of death and and the heartbreak and the Cheetos are both mm, part of the experience. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've realized that something that I actually miss is I can't unpack the game with you when I come home. No. You know, of of yeah. sort of talking about like, oh my God, this happened. That was crazy. What are your thoughts on this? You know, mm-hmm. so it's it's I just kind of have to sit with it and be like, okay, I gotta wait till people get to see it but that's the that's the time that we're in but um whew, yeah instead was she a good comes, episode it was a great episode yeah instead she comes home and uh i have to fill her in on the real housewives of amarillo texas that i was binging <laughs> True, she, that uh, you've been binging while she yeah. was shooting yeah <laughs> um speaking of cheetos liam yes um caleb had a I think it's fair to say a rough reunion dinner with Trent. Um, I was texting Danny about this and I said, you know, I'm going through the dinner just. (laughs) And I've been at some tense dinners. I've been at some tense dinners, right? I was screaming just gross at my computer the whole time. I was like on my, I'm watching it by myself in my apartment. I was on my feet, just screaming at my computer the whole time. Yeah. Oh, well, man. what was it like for him to walk into that room, okay, with the Mighty Nine at his back and be so honest with Trent about his hatred for him? Well, it, you know, everything that 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 I set up before this campaign started and and the way it's fallen into the campaign where he's where Matt has like dropped little hints and where we're getting to, I guess the meat of Caleb's stuff. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. But it's not at all the way that I imagined it. I figured, I don't know. I think I imagined like encountering Trent and and the and the old schoolmates like in the thick of it, and that that could still happen. But I figured that there would be clashing, and that we would be figuring things out in the middle of 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 a, of a fracas, not uh, going what feels like maybe we've got a lot of time left in this campaign. I don't know, but going late in the in the story uh where Caleb I don't even know if I'm answering this question but like Caleb I I, I think might have been a different person if he had run into these people much earlier in the story but because he has spent so much time with the mighty 9 without that stuff getting at him they've changed him before he got to them so I feel like Caleb when he could have been way darker and more susceptible to, I don't know, like messier entanglement and being tempted to go back if it had happened sooner. But because he mm. spent time with, with the mighty nine, like they've got their claws into him pretty deep. And like Astrid and Eadwolf were set up to be really complicated and, and a tangle for Caleb when, when I ran into them. But because of the people that I've spent time with and the way that I feel about the people around me now, there's kind of like a shellac around Caleb that that is not as easy to pierce for mm. him with those people. Hmm. Um, I, I also think that um, 
that dealing with them is harder than what's what the way that Matt has set it up is harder than what I had imagined because like fighting in the middle of uh, the streets or on a mountaintop somewhere is is easy in a way and harder is to walk into that room where you're invited and you don't want to like I I didn't want to kill anybody or try to kill anybody we're we're trying to make the empire work but better so I'm not going in there to just like fucking slaughter people and what Trent dropped is impossible to cope with like Caleb went in there and just kind of it just kind of wiped it wiped his dry erase board um I, I left that night going like what do I what do I do with this now what do I do I and and if if everything that Trent said is true it could be lies but if it's true anything I do was his design so like if I try to kill him it's his design and if I try to replace him it's his his design or if I try to make the empire a better place and that's that's that did feel super gross mm. But I don't know, I, you know, I, I, I'm not even going to respond on what I think of it yet because I haven't really formulated a, a stance on it. I, was it a was it a place that Caleb needed to get to and and did and and did the Mighty Nine sort of would he credit them with helping him get to that place to where he could confront Trent or someone that like him that's been a person like that in his life, um, you know, in the way that he did. Well, I think I, Caleb felt like like a, an insect that wanted to hide for so long. I don't think I would have gone anywhere near Trent or Ostrid or Eadwolf. So he doesn't feel like they've got it on lock and they could, you know, kill those three people, especially in his tower, which is, I'm sure, deadly in its own right. And and I, and I think of them, I don't know, but I think of them as, as higher level wizard and more accomplished, even Ostrid and Eadwolf than Caleb is, because um, mm. he's been fr- he was fridged for so long. Um, but he would not have felt like he could walk up and talk to any of them without the mighty nine. Like the mighty nine cracked. It took a long time, but, but cracked Caleb open like a walnut, Mm. um, and brought out the character, the person that, that close to the person that he would have been if all that shit had not happened to him. Yeah. Um, but, but it's, it's the, 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 from where I can see right now, what Matt has chosen to do with it is much more, um, murky to me as to how to go forward than than ways i could have imagined it like you know if it were a percy revenge story it'd be like fuck it we're storming this building and just yeah i'm gonna pull my gun i'm gonna murder you which was you know fucking great who doesn't love the briarwood arc I, we mm. do everybody does but it, it's if, if that's what it had been it would have seemed simple to me i'm just gonna go in here and exact my revenge but but i think for for caleb over the the course of this story it it's Things have shifted somewhat. Like, I'm not going to promise that if if Matt doesn't drop carrots in front of me that show me how to tinker with time and fuck with the timeline, that Caleb wouldn't be tempted to do it. But it's not as I don't think it's as all consuming as it was. And and more so, he realizes that the, the more patriotic thing to do and the thing to maybe honor his parents more would be to make sure that it doesn't happen anymore. Mm. And Caleb's original mm. plans, which are they're still a nugget in his brain, and it's still possible that he could be tempted by the drug to to go after it. Um, he he wants to his what he wanted in the beginning was selfish, entirely selfish. Even the, even if he was trying to save somebody himself and his parents, it was selfish. And now he's like, I I 
I, I'm too like wound up in this. I've got these people. I'm talking way too much. I've got the Mighty Nine You're wound okay. up in this. We have a lot. Uh, I love it. <laughs> I owe it to them. I owe it to the people of this country. Um, uh, everything that's been sacrificed, and 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 everybody who, even on the on the dynasty side, like the the the, the web that that the Mighty Nine is sort of like walked through and and uh, you know strewn together is so complex that if Caleb were to get that carrot and go chasing it, God, he'd be risking everything, everything, Mm. everything, everything. It's interesting. I have noticed in this campaign that some of the choices aren't as, and I think we've all kind of talked about this before and even on talks, the choices that we're left with aren't as black and white, I guess, where it's, yes, we're in a Sorry. We're in a, a a fantasy world, but the the choices that we're left with and the 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 situations that we're in feel more like real life. Cause it's like, well, yeah. The people aren't all bad. They're not straight evil. They're not, it's it's well, I mean, Trent feels pretty fucking terrible to me. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and to Yasha, of course, and and it's it's a it's just interesting. I really like mm. how Matt has sort of had that as kind of a, a background, not theme, but in this game in particular, where it's sometimes I'm like, I don't know what the right thing is is to do here in this yeah. situation. I think with Vox Machina, there was like myth and uh, and sort of like a, a feeling of legend to it. And now it really, it does feel more like real life. And, and I think that I, reg- I make decisions that I'm very happy with and also have major regrets with at the same time. Um. Mm. And yeah. and it feels like yeah. this could be open. I mean, Matt has not shown us what's behind the curtain. Maybe for Act Three, I don't know, or Act Three or Four, or Act Three or Three. I don't know. I'm just pulling that out of my ass. But we don't know if there's something really heavy coming, or what this city is, where it's going. But it feels like these people could could also just be ongoing with their problems for the next thirty years. I mean, Caleb certainly could. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. There's a lot of there's a lot of trauma, there's a lot of deep hurt, and there's a lot of potential all still to be explored and to be some to be healed, some to be, you know, turned into revenge, hopefully, you know, who knows, who knows. But yeah, there's still a lot to it, it's tough to it's a little tough to gauge where where the campaign is like you were kind of referencing earlier. It's tough to know you know, how far, how far you are into what Matt has really, mm-hmm. yeah, has really and planned. I mean, we're not fighting on top of a Titan that's, you know, right. Doing uh, stuff. And thanks to Matt's, you know, his, his skill of what he does. I, I really do not know what Caleb wants right now. No, mm. And Caleb doesn't know. He's got to mm. think about it, I guess. It really puts us in a place that I think is, is, you know, and I've talked about this before with this character, I wanted to give her more conflict and more things to overcome. And Matt sort of built this in a way where it gives us um, almost more to deal with emotionally in the with these characters. And I think all of us sort of, you know, built our backstories really heavy this go around. And Matt honored that. And it's... I Man, I, I just... I, I love what he's doing with it. I love... I've, I'm having a... I'm having a blast. Mainly because I'm home. Yeah, Even if things are different, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. People are probably wondering why 
we're doing it from separate places and not but it would be kind of awkward to ask you questions like right next to me yeah no that would be yeah that'd be weird right because like you know, we usually talk across the house anyway. We usually communicate. This is how we communicate now anyway. Yes, so. We it's so strange that you decided to work around a restraining order in the same house. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you man. Know, these do. are unprecedented times. Yeah. You know, no. the, these are unprecedented times. I saw the Subway commercial said that to me. Um, <laughs> Ashley, speaking of your gorgeous face, um, going so, back to talking about everyone's favorite dead D&D character, Molly. Mm. Um, Jester pointed out to Caleb that some of the the nine might find visiting Molly's grave a little painful. Um, She used Bo in her example, but how did Yasha feel about visiting the gravesite of her best friend before she found out he wasn't there anymore? Boy, um, that... I I think going back to the, I think for me, because I wasn't at that particular game. So me, Ashley was very excited to sort of go to the grave site and sort of be there and, and whatever we were going to do honor him. But also in character, I think, I guess speaking with dead and taking him out of his grave isn't necessarily honoring him, but Um, I think, you know, for me, um, Yasha was very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Hesitant, but knew what needed to be done. And I think it was, uh, you know, and I'm sure Jester uses Bo as an example because Yasha is someone who holds things very, very close to the chest. So she's not as open with her emotions or what's going on. Even Ford said, like, she's, Yasha's kind of hard to read. And, um, Yasha was stressed. I was stressed. I was like, cause I, cause I think we all sort of felt the energy in the studio of like, what is Matt going to do here? Mm. Yeah. Like something's yep. some shit is about to go down. Like we all just fucking mm. knew it. We could feel yeah. it. There was a rumble in the room and we were all like, okay, here we go. Um and you could feel the dust in the air just sort of like slowly floating towards and coalescing around towels and Yes. Oh I kept I'm watching like looking over at towels. Ooh, I'm getting like goosebumpy just I thinking about it. I can't wait to see all the gifts. I text Danny. I'm like, "A, there were some some Truth bombs dropped in that episode in 111. And two, uh, wait, we don't know the name of the episode, do we? We nope. don't even know the I name of the episode. I don't think there's episode. a name yet. Yeah, That's no. how fresh it is that we're talking <laughs> about it. Oh, fresh meat. Uh, it's I think fresh it was, meat. Uh, weekend at Molly's, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's good. Um, it yeah. wouldn't be great if that's where it went, if it was just Bo and Yasha propping him up. Just, yep. Yeah. Carrying him around and <laughs> yeah. fighting evil. Very interesting, like, height difference for, for Molly. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah. He's just, like, hanging out all cool. <laughs> I wonder oh, how that man. movie holds up, by the way. Probably not anyway. great. Probably, Probably not, not great. great. Probably not most, great. Most... Most movies just don't. Yeah, <laughs> we, just we've don't been watching, back. side note, we've been watching some funny movies and 
Ooh. Some of the, some of those uh some of those movies don't hold yeah, up. Yeah, the anymore. Running Man, uh which res- which not at all resembles the uh book written by some guy named Richard Bachman, but yeah, mm. it's uh <laughs> some guy. Some guy. Yeah, I, there's some stuff you go like, "Oh wow, when I was a kid, I wasn't picking up on how any bad of this, this was yeah like I, you're yep. seeing stuff and you're like wow that's fucking crazy i've never seen something like that before you know you see total recall at your friend gary's house and you're like whoa three tits that's the way to go you know what i mean like you're just a kid <laughs> why you know have two I mean? and you could have three that's what that movie taught <laughs> well, that's us. just math <laughs> yeah that's math man <laughs> oh boy oh, yeah boy, the 80s boy. is a ripe minefield of problematic <laughs> shit boy oh yeah. boy oh, oh yeah. boy oh boy oh, anyway boy. sorry 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 mm. hey speaking of problematic people liam yeah this question's not about me uh but going back to the dinner caleb went to the dinner mostly because he had to see if Wolf. that one's tough for me danny <laughs> Last what, two weeks ago, I killed it on every single pronunciation. Laura it's, was it's, stumbling. I'm going to clear it up for you. It's like the word aid, like a, a band aid, but then make it two syllables. Aid. Wolf. Aid. Aid wolf. Aid wolf. Aid wolf. Aid wolf. And you say it so beautifully, though. Oh, thank you, babe. Um, Not, well, no, Liam. Please, can you say it? <laughs> oh, say me? It. Yeah, yeah, say it. She's, she's Aid wolf. Well, Aed Wolf. I'm probably peeking out. <laughs> How Aed, beautiful. Aed Wolf and, and Astrid. Aed Wolf and Astrid. Man, I've thought a lot about those two for a long time. Well, you went long there to see time. if they could be redeemed, but how how's he feeling about them now? Like, does he think there's any hope for him under Trent? Well, he did. Matt did say that there was like a glimmer or a waver in Astrid. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. I also think that she's wickedly intelligent. And um, Caleb thinks she's wickedly intelligent, knows she's wickedly intelligent and knows how ambitious she is. Mm. So he would definitely was heartened to see that and a, a future where maybe they could replace their teacher and make make things better. That is definitely appealing to him. But he is also not reading it at face value and knows why she's in the spot that she's in. So it take a little more than that glimmer, but we'll see. We'll I understand. See. I loved, I loved the walk outside and Matt narrating that like Ed Wolf pulled just a like a shitty liquor bottle out of a pocket, you know, a, a magical pocket out of nowhere, and then passing it around. I just, I thought about yeah. those two a lot, a lot, oh, a, lot a lot, a lot. Danny, you got to chime in here and tell us how you're feeling. What are you thinking? I don't trust Astrid farther than I can throw that. <laughs> you in. don't? Nope. Well, for cool, everything, for everything that Liam just said, I, I honestly, I went into that dinner thinking that she was gonna. I was, I was, because after you saw her the first time, I was like, okay, maybe there's something, maybe there's something there. And even through the dinner, I was like, okay. Okay. And then the moment that she said, race you to the top, I was like, nuh-uh, nuh-uh, nope, nope. This bitch just wants, she just wants the power. She just oh, wants it. Boy. Nope. I don't nope. trust her. Nope. <laughs> nope. That's, that's super hot though. It's pretty cool. It, I mean, it's super hot. Yeah. But yep. trust wise, mm-hmm. nah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, just to jump back to something I said earlier, 
like Please. I really feel that if if Caleb had got smushed into his backstory at like episode 40 or 50 or 60, we'd be seeing very different scenes between Caleb and Astrid. And and I really wanted to leave it open. I have a whole like bucket of songs for Caleb going bad again. Wow. And and, and I really like was open to and excited by the idea of going like, well, let's put it on a knife's edge and see and maybe he'll tilt in the wrong direction and I'll make a new character and then they'll deal with Caleb down the line. Wow. And, and and it's because of how much time he spent with the Mighty Nine that that was no longer possible. That wasn't a possible mm. branch. Wow. D&D is fun. I mean, yeah. Um, going bad, huh? Mm-hmm. So, what, so what was on that playlist? Like um, a lot of Deftones and stuff? Yeah, a lot of ska. <laughs> a lot of ska. A lot of Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, um, dude. Op Ivy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, Ashley. Okay, I'm going to drink my embarrassing drink and... Make drink sure your embarrassing drink. Is. Drink your embarrassing drink while I ask you this question. But Danny, this was one that Danny wanted to know, and I have to read this exactly how she wrote it because it's so goddamn beautiful. This one's written by at it's Danny Carr. I don't know. Is that your thing still? <laughs> is that your thing still? Yes. Okay. 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 Yasha's time at sea and on Rumble Cusp resulted in visions that led to her finally breaking free of her own inner shackles and freeing Zuala from being a memory tied only to sadness. What meaning mm. does she take from these visions and her final goodbye to her wife? Thank you, Danny. We all want Danny, that is a know. good question, yes. man. Yes. Thanks, man. <laughs> read, read, read it to me again. Okay. Read it to me again. Yasha's time at sea and on Rumble Cusp resulted in visions that led to her finally breaking free of her own inner shackles and freeing Zuala from being a memory tied only to sadness. What meaning does she take from these visions and her final goodbye to her wife? That was a big deal. That was a really big deal. And I think that was that was clearly something that needed to happen for Yasha. And I think the Stormlord knew that and And to progress, to move Mm -hmm. on to, I think there's along with everything else that Yasha has done, obviously outside of her willpower, I mean, but being mind controlled by Oban and every other instance, um, (laughs) but, (laughs) um, that low wisdom, man. Um, but that was a that was a big deal. I mean, that's that's guilt that I think she will always carry with her. But at least she's starting to forgive herself in that. And I think sort of uh, you know, the physical representation of that of sort of losing the chains and, you know, her actually sprouting wings um which honestly never knew that was a possibility oh yeah we're never like me i didn't know that that was a possibility that that would ever happen when i created the character i was just like oh dope skeleton wings cool they they don't really do anything but scare people yeah that's so fucking metal i'm in (laughs) yeah guar yeah i just i didn't i didn't know so each time i've been so surprised i'm like what is happening i i just this is so cool yeah um but did you wish yeah. that first that first flight had been solo or or were you were you glad to have Bo there with you for that first flight? Um 
I'm glad Bo was there. I think it's, I, I think, you know, uh, I keep, I, I'm thinking of that quote that was into the wilds that happiness is only real when it's shared, something mm. like that. Mm. And I think for Yasha, she's one of those people that if something is is beautiful and wonderful, she wants to share it, even though she's kind of shy about it and kind of um, keeps things to herself. I think she also is like, oh, this is a cool, beautiful thing. You know, it's 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 um, I think that was really, really special for her. And I think. If she was alone, it wouldn't have been as impactful for her. Mm. Um, I think having Bo there and carrying her and, and that was a cool moment. Um, but yeah, yeah because, I, I you know. good, good. Go ahead. Yeah, I think that that's there's there's been a lot of healing for Yasha in these past few episodes for sure. Mm. And it was funny because I was even texting Danny about this when Danny saw the episode and. She, you know, texted me and was like, oh my gosh, you got to see your wife and, and everything's better. And um, obviously, she's, Danny said something much more beautiful than that. Uh, I, think all, but, I think we all secretly confide singularly to Danny. I think I we think all we, do. I know I do. Probably. I'm finding out we all do. Danny's phone must get, Danny's battery must die before noon every day on her phone. <laughs> She's got well, all the it's secrets. also like we don't get to see Danny after the show anymore as it's well, true. which yeah. is or another every part day of at the work. show. Yeah, yeah, because like we'll walk out to the lobby and then Danny will be in her little blankie and crying or being ha or happy accurate. or you know, <laughs> That's so pretty it's like accurate. We either have to hug her or jump and and smile and laugh with her. You know, it's it's so yeah, we got to catch up about it. But I it was so funny because. I feel like when I, you know, took off and started to fly away, and then I think that's when Zuala said something, and I was like, wait, I can talk to her? And I was like, wait, <laughs> should I go back? I don't know what to do. You know, and then I could have had a whole conversation with her, but I just, I, I, that moment, and we've talked about it before, when, when all eyes are on you with Matt, sometimes you're just like, woo, 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 woo. Yeah. You know, yeah. you get, you're just like, uh, 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 yeah, you know. Yeah, it's total save it private, saving private Ryan. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, it yeah. really, it's so bizarre, but it really is because you're just like, oh, okay, um, 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 I'll do this, I'll do this. And then, of course, later you're like, ah, maybe I should have done this, or maybe I should have done that. And that was yeah. what we had, that was what we had talked about whenever yeah. we were having that conversation was the way that I read the scene was that you couldn't have talked to her. There was no, you had to fly away to, to hear her. You had to go. And that was what kind of brought her back to you was, and to have that final moment was you released her, but in order, you couldn't have had a real conversation with her because that wouldn't have released her. I don't, I don't think, yeah, it wouldn't have released her. And I think I would have gotten pulled under and, and held on to that guilt. Um, but yeah, so you, thank you for making me feel better about that, Danny. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. That's also that's also part of her job. Yes, I I, I fucking love Yasha, and I I think something that Yasha and Caduceus share in common is that still waters run deep. Mm. I yeah. love that about the the two of you guys, and and like you're like the darker half of that coin. I just I love it. Oh, thanks, Lee. Where you hang back, because she, she hangs back so much, and then you have these fucking 
killer moments like the fighting pit. Um, oh, yeah. where the where the wild woman who is Ashley Johnson with all of her her not her knife collection comes out in weird little ways. <laughs> it comes out every once in a while. Yeah, I'm a yeah. little weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's yeah, we we moved recently and there's a a box opener she's been using as a box opener is a knife about this big and it terrifies me every time I see it or see her holding it, which I think well, is the intended it's the intended uh, you know. It was the only one around. It's just, it's like a fishing knife. And I was like, well, okay, this is the only one around. And, and yeah, he's it's like, for that- cutting open jaws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, that looks like the knife that is like in the, the, the evidence in every murder. Yep. That you see, because it's just like, <laughs> it looks like it's handle. got like the, uh, <laughs> it just, it looks like, it looks like something that would be in a trash can. You know, someone would dump in a trash can in a <laughs> oh boy. Now I'm really implicating myself. I know, here. no, no, no. Well, well. But well. do you know what's a better idea than that? Oh, cosplay of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy, Henry is so excited about oh, cosplay of the good week. Is Bullock up there with you? Up, he is. Well, well, none of them are with he, me. This is so no. Rude. He. Well, I also have the bag of treats, babe. So let's talk about. Oh, well, this is you know fair enough. They also love me more. Our winner for this week—that's not true—was sent in by Crystal Armstead at Ryuski. Give it, show it. Photo it by me. Courtney Armstead at Minomotu. Let's take a look. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah, yes. that is oh gorgeous. Oh, that's so beautiful. And a halo. Uh, so good. That halo, how? Uh, probably sprouted out of the back of her skull. Yeah, because she's yeah, an actual she's probably angel. real. Maybe she's oh born with it. God. Maybe it's radiation. No, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful touch up to the so photo. She gorgeous. looks amazing. Look at that beauty. It's perfect. The freckles. Yeah. That I can't remember is such the... a cool touch, by the way. Uh the, the, golden yeah, the golden freckles was such freckles. a cool yeah. idea. Uh huh. I can't remember the actor who 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 played that. <laughs> I love the physicality <laughs> in this photo too. I love the like. Sh- I just feel like this photo is just really emphasizing just how much she's embodying Rini of this like mm. almost hesitation, but still like ready to go. Just in energy and attitude. Yeah. I really really love it. It's so beautiful. I love how yeah. she's gently. Has her hands up, you know, just so so daintily. I've got to know beautiful. how the halo works, though, because I'm I, I'm mesmerized by it. I know. Well, Brian, you would never understand how a halo. Works. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I I even lyrics. have the lyrics to the uh, Beyonce song on my inner thigh, and I still mm-hmm. it didn't help. You know, it's true. He does. You can't read well, that high, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats to you, Crystal. You have won this $100 gift card to the U.S. Critical Role Shop. Yes. Um, Keep an eye out on our social media because that's where we usually announce the merch first and on Thursday nights at the show because stuff sells out fast and we want you to get something that you really want and uh, there's a lot of really cool stuff in there right now. So go and thank you, Crystal. For everyone else, you can enter our weekly contests by visiting 
Here, have a treat to give me good luck for this. Oh. Critroll.com. Psych. Do it. Slash. Be oh. still my heart. It's been Submit. so long. It's been so long. We're not doing the show without it. We're not we doing the show without it. Unfortunately. <laughs> Rules Henry, for our. Think about it. Oh, he sorry. Thinks, you still have things. To no, say. he thinks he thinks <laughs> you can't do the show without me either. Is what he said. <laughs> well, he a great work a of art is not a great work of art, art without its imperfections. So that's slash yes. away, Brian Foster. Yes. That's, away. that's tattooed on my other thigh. Just so you know. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> um, let's see. Rules for our contest are available at critworld.com. Uh, and there's a lot of cool stuff available at critworld.com, so you should go there and check it out. Treats and um, treasures. Say again? Treats and Tre- treasures. Treats and treasures. Okay, for both of you, um, yep. how was it to return to Rex and Trim? We have to talk about this. Just tell boy, me. Oh boy. Liam? Um... I mean, I, it's another thing that I think about all the time about the, that's what on purpose, Caleb's got so much pain and misery wrapped with so much beauty and, 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 and culture mm-hmm. and architecture and magic. And I think about the time that I spent in Munich and, and all my time in New York city, like really Rex and Trim is just my time in, in NYC and Munich combined and just, mm-hmm. um, you know, he still, Caleb is still the reason he, gives a shit about the empires because it's, it's capable of so much. He just doesn't want it to be at the cost that it seems to be at. Maybe he's foolish. Maybe it's un, uh, unattainable, but maybe it is. Hmm. Um, and so I just, I think Caleb's love of magic and the reason we see Caleb sort of light up when he's learning magic or sharing magic or finding a book or finding a manuscript is very much wrapped up in the Soltress Academy, which is, fucking scary as shit but also had lots of wonderful times to it Mm. and and i think of like i brought them i brought folks to that dance hall because i wanted to like relive the things that caleb loved about that city and about his life which was not all bad it was just you know tragically cut through with with you know tragedy but yeah, and that's what that's one of the interesting things that Danny pointed out was Caleb obviously and you can tell by the way you talk has a clear re- reverence for the city and even for the academy. Yasha Ash was freed of mind control there. Um what what you know, what's it like to return to a place that was a source of pain and jubilation, you know? Yeah, I think especially going back to the uh cathedral the mm, yep what was it called why am i blanking chantry of the dawn the, yes yeah so quick <sighs> lore keeper that's why she gets paid the lore keeper bucks yeah. <laughs> um it, it's i mean i'm glad we didn't really get to go inside and sort of see it was just sort of you know remembering everything that happened there i mean that was a pretty traumatic moment i think also um almost killing Bo. um i i think because of everything that had happened in the you know past few 
weeks, I guess, since that. I, I don't know timing-wise since how long it's been since that point. I think only a few weeks. Yeah, I was, I was going to say maybe a few weeks. Maybe like a month. I have listen. no idea. I'm really bad at the calendar. Rip, li- rip live crit roll stats updates, though. Right. Rip uh, live crit roll stats updates. Spam it in the chat. We need Ashley. it. <laughs> Ashley, you are on a Zoom chat talking about games that happened a couple of weeks ago, but also oh, yeah. talking about moments that happened months ago. Yes. Months ago yes. before yes. the sky fell. Yeah. Yes. Time yeah. means nothing anymore. Nothing. Uh, it, time means nothing, but thank God we have a lore keeper because yes. at least now we can be like, wait, wh- wh- what happened? Who mm-hmm. was this? Where was this? <laughs> when was this? I, I um, have I have such an interesting reaction to watching you guys like try to remember people's names during the show or things like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm always just what like, were all of our horses' names yeah. early in the campaign? Crapper uh, and... They were all like Crapper and John and WC and mm. things like that. It was... okay. They were all things that get yelled at me whenever I'm around you guys. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think there were Crapper. six. I think there were six horses, but I, I just remember they were all der- derivation uh, derivations of talking about restrooms. <laughs> so. <laughs> that sounds on brand. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. Um, but yeah, I think there's I, I there's been a lot of there's been a lot of of healing in the past few weeks. So mm. I think, you know, it's kind of what Liam was saying. I, I think if if everything that sort of happened hadn't happened, um, sort of having that vision with the Storm Lord mm. and sort of starting to forgive herself for some things that she's been carrying around, I think that would have been a very different experience going back there. Um, but it's also a, um, it was a, kind of a physical representation, I guess, of, of the growth, hmm. um, of sort of seeing the place, the last place where, well, I guess not the last place, cause she was also mind controlled with Vokodo. Yeah. <sighs> um, I mean, <laughs> To a degree. But, um, you know, it was the last time she was kind of uh, against, uh, I don't know. It's, it, it's, yeah. She's grown a lot since then. So yeah. I, I think it wasn't as hard as it could have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So much, we got, so much has happened where we, we have so much to, we have so I much know. ground to cover. It's crazy. I know we do. Um, yeah. Speaking of Liam, we have to talk about Wittegast's nascent nine sided tower. Uh, did I say it right? No, Danny. Uh, I think it's what's nascent. it called? Nascent. nascent? And you, since time does not nascent. exist. And I don't remember what we did in what numbered episodes. Okay. Where, Danny, I'm going to ask you because Brian doesn't know. Where (laughs) did we leave off? In the episodes that we're covering, what was the end of the final episode that we're covering? The same as what you've shot. What you've shot. Everything that we've shot. Yes. Okay. Time is nothing's off. Nothing's off limits that has happened that you've shot so far. That's how talking works. Unless you have visited the future, Liam O'Brien. Then and again, that is Liam? that's all you. I'm not asking um, for specifics, okay. but we are discussing everything y'all have shot so far. What was your question about Weekend at Bernie's two again, Brian? <laughs> My question about Weekend at Bernie's two <laughs> is that <laughs> no the the tower, which was such yes. a cool chunk of that episode, but mm-hmm. 
it really feels like a love letter from Caleb to his friends. So I guess just tell us about your inspiration for the tower and how it, how it ended up coming to fruition. It It, it, it is. And, and a love letter to my friends, Liam's friends. And um, I don't know. I mean, like I think back as I look at all the spells that Caleb can get access to. And I think of all the ones that I loved from the, the last campaign where I had almost no magic. And one of our favorites, one thing that, facilitated so much great fun and and shenanigans and role-playing moments was that fucking mansion. <laughs> so I knew that I wanted us to be able to do that again, to be able to be on a volcano or to be in, in, an, in a frigid field in the tundra or in the underdark or wherever it is Matt's going to take us, but also be able to get out of it and and just hang out and talk to each other, especially now, especially now when we're also starved for company from our friends. The, the real people. Um, but then it's it's Caleb. It's not Scanlan. And Scanlan was, his character was so brilliant because he was so good at improvisation and making shit up on the fly. And Caleb is so, uh, I'm not. Uh, but Caleb is very specific and exact and methodical. And I started thinking about it over a year ago, like a year and a half ago. And I started writing what the tower was like 13 or 14 months ago. Wow. And have been editing it like every month I would go in and be like, oh, that would totally change now because he feels a little differently about that. Or this person cares more about this thing. In fact, Jester's room had always I'd always said to myself, well, like, I'm never going to see her room because like, why would that come up? So I guess I'll make that my imagination of just like with the the illusions I cast in the dome, like my approximation of what Jester saw as a child. But I saw my shot and I took it in the episode or two leading up to it to like see her room. And so I've just been like tinkering with this machine for over a year and it's meant a lot to me. And I've just been like bursting at the seams with it, waiting, waiting, waiting. Matt knew about it you ages could tell ago. It so thorough. Danny knew about it months and months ago. A few the people in the company Danny? knew about it before you guys in the cast knew. I, <laughs> Liam, what, what am I? Am I, am I chopped? What's the saying? Leverage? You are, you are Bernie. Chop cabbage? And Bernie's three. <laughs> the Bernieing. <laughs> the Bernieing. That um, that moment wow, was I so wanna. beautiful, but also, which I don't think we ever got to talk about, was also your. I mean, you've been creating such beautiful things because also with the dome of the, how you made all of the the images come up around the dome. The what did you call that? The well, it was it, the spell was programmed illusion. Um, programmed illusion. That's right. Uh, I what? So I still think like Caleb is getting to a place where he, a little bit like Yasha, understands that he understands that he was abused and manipulated. Um, he still carries tons of blame for himself, but it's different when he first told it all to Bo and to Not because then he was like. Fuck me. There's no like, who cares what anyone else did? I did this. And over time, he's been able to like let it seep in that like you were fucking manipulated on purpose. This was somebody's design, but he still carries the blame for it. And he's got all this pain and misery and awful that he still carries in a sack with him everywhere he goes. But I like juxtaposing that with his fucking love of magic and Mm. his love of what he can do with it and creating beauty. It's his, you know, he is it is his form of art. And um, mm. 
And I've tried to have that a little bit from the very beginning of the campaign, whenever he was finding books or getting a spell, like what what is possible, the things that drew him. And then he was excited to go off to his own schmogwarts when he was a kid. And, and, and the Soltress was not like, welcome to death school. It was a fucking, it was the Sorbonne. It was... It was Yale. It was this amazing place where amazing things happened for people. And somebody inside that group was in that school was recruiting a couple of people every year. It wasn't like broadcast that this was, you know, KGB land. Hmm. Um, so I I've been really enjoyed. It wasn't a very fun amusement didn't, park. Didn't KGB make the land. cut. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't no. great. <laughs> um. Uh, uh, uh. So I've been enjoying the higher level magic where I could really sort of touch the things that Caleb has been imagining for so long. Mm, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's just how you sort of are interpreting some of these these spells that are in the game and sort of making them your own. That's it, it really is like connective tissue with Vax and Liam, too, because like I love you guys. I love you guys so much. And I am like carrying a lump around with me, you know, like I'm I'm dealing with some shit on my own. We don't need to get into it. But I but you guys are the light in my life and and you have been for years. And to be able to like, you know, lift up your friends or or express how much you care for people. I mean, it's yeah. it's I all I care about. Yeah. Yeah. And the yeah. fact that this is all connected to a game makes it all that more like weird and special and indicative of why we love D and D really is like, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. it's, this is it. Like, and especially game, with such a, yeah, go ahead, Liam. Just ahead. the game lets us all tinker with the things we want to tinker with. Like Laura yes. created a very specific character for this campaign and it has, has created such a yes, Bollock, such an interesting journey. And it's all things that she wanted to, to tinker with. Mm. And that's the beauty of this game. That's true. Hi, Bollock. That's true. Yeah, he should. Say hi, Bollock. Hi, buddy. Hi, Bollock. Oh. Don't eat my dog. Don't yeah, eat my dog, Bollock. Waggies. He missed waggies, his mom. Waggies. He missed his mom. <laughs> this guy's just over here eating treats like if there's no tomorrow. <laughs> his shits are going to be the size of... Hey, um, my dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the opposite. <laughs> Ashley. Yes. Um, it was pointed out that Yasha is still wearing the breastplate that Oban gave her. Um, does that reminder? Yeah. Does that reminder make her wish to be rid of it, or is she seeking to? reclaim ownership of the breastplate and have it be something used for good. Um, that's something that I'm trying to figure out how to do in game. Um, but also it's uh, for me, I mean, that breastplate is badass. So it's, <laughs> it's really hard to get rid of because you know, the tusks and like, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, it's a really cool fucking armor, but what it represents is is not great but it's also like it's a great armor i i it's it's such a it's 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 hard <laughs> to give it up um but i think she needs to so um mm. i th i think that's that's something that i'm still sort of dealing with in game and also 
um, trying to sort of switch some things around because even with some other stuff, my, my armor class will still not be as high without it. So even with other stuff that I've, that I've gotten. So I'm like, it's a, it's, it's complicated, but I'm working through it and I'm going to figure it out in game. If, 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 if it comes up, we'll see. Boy, oh boy. I might not be able to let it go, but I mean, Maybe that's like I'll just be like I'm gonna I'm gonna make this my own and you know not think about where this came from and well that's what Danny and I wanted to know yeah no I I don't think we'll see but I don't I don't think that can happen can I just say you know I'm not one to comment on a woman's appearance but you look very oh beautiful boy. oh well thanks makeup really d- does work wonders as does a ring light you're talking about me as does a, a velvet. A velvet oh, yeah. 70s number. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that 70s flower pattern. I love it. It came with a matching scrunchie, she told oh, me I've earlier. Oh, I got it. Oh, you've, you brought it just in case? Show me the scrunchie. Let's see it. Show Dan. <laughs> oh, there <gasps> oh, it is. Oh, my. Mm. This oh, is my. everything. Boy, somebody's getting lucky yeah. tonight. And it's Ashley. <laughs> is the scrunchie also velvet? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, somebody Perfect that I know, the, I wear this girl's um, clothing a lot because I think she's amazing, and I she's an amazing artist. And then she started. Sorry, I don't need to be talking about this. Is this I don't, one specific I, person you robbed? Yes. Okay. <laughs> she's also a career criminal like myself. Yeah, she's an amazing artist, and then she started making clothing, and she's kind of like a fashion troll. Everything she makes is like kind of like trolling the fashion industry, and I've just become such a great supporter of her, and she sends me great stuff, and fashion brand company. I don't get nothing, paid for it. I just think nothing she's great. reflects Ashley's personality more than trolling through fashion yeah yeah it really truly does i i i I think she's hilarious so oh man you look great you look great liam knows liam and and danny know about this shirt don't they Mm. i'm getting there guys i'm getting there you know about that i'm making my way through making my way downtown ashley's like 40 (laughs) pages shy of knowing what this is about so we'll see maybe by the next talks let them fight brian let them let them fight yeah um Mm. liam yes sir (sighs) so caleb finally tells the entire group about his past Mm -hmm. uh what was it like for him to finally reveal the story to everyone and and definitely particularly Jester, whom, you know, he worked so hard to hide it from? Uh, it's, it's a loose end that I have been looking to to tie up for a long time and kept thinking, like, maybe the right moment. Because hmm. he, she, he des- she deserves to be told. Um, I think that... I think that what drew Caleb to Jester in the way that he has been is that she's she is such a good person and makes him feel like a good person. And and the way that she sees him or has seen him has made him feel like this is what I was always supposed to the way she thinks I am that's the way I was supposed to be. And he selfishly was like I somebody sees me like that and I want I selfishly want to feel that. So hmm. he knew like 
and I know like one of these days I have to find the moment to like burst that bubble. And I know Liam knows, and I've heard Laura talk about it, that Jester is, is giving and, and, and wise and, and kind enough to like, to not damn him or banish him if she were to know that. But, but, you know, Caleb, Caleb's coming from like, I created a very traumatic uh, roadmap that he came through. So whether or not she thinks what she thinks, he he doesn't. He didn't think that it would survive it. Mm. He thinks that he's shit. He still thinks that he's shit. So he put off as long as he could, knowing that he had to do it. And then he knew going into that dinner that like you can't risk going in there and having. And it's not just Jester. Like Yasha doesn't know everything, and Caduceus too, who is this like bastion of kindness and gentility and and goodness. Like he's already Caduceus is already pushing the boundaries for what he will tolerate to to work with the mighty nine. Like it, it's just That's true. and, and That's in these true. recent episodes, like <laughs> like Caduceus checked Caleb a couple times, and I was like, fair enough. I mm. want this to work, and I won't I won't push beyond. Even though like I jumping back to Molly, I think Caleb really wanted to bring Molly back. You're, yeah, I think in that moment I was like, we can bring people back. I can't bring my parents back. I don't have their bodies, but you can do that. If we mm. can do that for him, maybe we can do it for anybody. Maybe we can. And it and it took a couple of people to be like, it's complicated for him to like let go of his sort of math brain and say like, well, we need to figure out the thing and the thing and the thing and the thing and the thing. Yeah. Where did I start? Um, so, Ugh, I mean, there's yeah. a relief for everybody to know, e- even for me, because for the longest time I was like, which of these motherfuckers did I tell everything to? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'd make that decision again to tell two people at the entire table. <laughs> everything <laughs> and then have yep. to remember it was a fucking nightmare um, yep. <laughs> uh but she didn't damn him and she didn't cast him aside and um and i knew she, liam knew she wouldn't but caleb did not um i don't know now now we can move forward now we can fucking heal heal wounds maybe mm-hmm. yep um speaking of caduceus though ashley Yasha and Caduceus had a really beautiful conversation about patience and wanting more time. Um, Caduceus holds the view of a funeral worker, <laughs> while Yasha is a woman who's seen so much loss. H- how did that conversation with him make her feel, and what did she take away from it? Boy, that was that was a pretty interesting conversation because I, I think. Caduceus is, I mean, not speaking for him, but he's definitely an observer. And I think he picks up on a lot. I think probably more than everybody else is even picking up on themselves. And I think that that conversation opened Yasha's eyes up to a, to a lot, especially him saying, was it the thing that he said? Patience can lead to apathy or something like that. Um, It was something like patience is good, but patience can lead to apathy. I'm still paraphrasing, but it's like patience to a point. I I texted to to somebody. Yeah. Go ahead. (laughs) No, go ahead. I'll I'll find it while you're talking. Okay. Um, (laughs) But it's, it's. Yeah, that was a, that was, the conversation was, was interesting. And it, you know, it's hard because that was, how many weeks ago was that? So it's hard to recall everything in that conversation. So Danny, I might need you to 
give me some, some, some nuggets here. But, um, from what I remember, I think that really. What kind of nuggets? Um, I think that opened her eyes to a lot of stuff, you know, also he showed her that her hair was growing back silver and white again. And, um, uh, talking about how she's changing and he can, can see that and sort of, you know, um, I think if you have somebody else tell you that a friend to say, Hey, you know, I know you're kind of changing for the better. That's a, that means a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, where that goes in, in terms of how she acts and what she does with Bo and how she responds with that or, you know, hey, hey, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. I said nothing. <laughs> I am sitting here very innocently. I know that there was True. like a little... I'm watching, I'm this watching question. <laughs> I want. I. I am watching your D and D game respectfully. <laughs> I am watching <laughs> respectfully. Um, well, because there's, there's. I believe that that conversation was a very beautiful um, way of him just recognizing that there are things that sh- that because I feel like Yasha has been very much. Oh, well, what you guys want to do, I just want to be part of, I just want to be here. And I think it was also him saying, but you can have dreams too. Yeah. You can have things you want to do and we're here for you. And yes, you can be patient and yes, you can wait your turn until, you know, that light is shown on you, but don't wait forever. Yeah. What a, what a beautiful way to put that. I mean, I, yeah, I absolutely, I think that is, I totally agree with that. I also think there's a little bit of, you know, cause I remember Veth saying like, what do you think is your purpose? Mm. Um, but I also kind of think it's interesting because there are so many people in the world that don't know what their purpose is. So there's a part of me that still think, Yasha's still figuring that out. And, you know, just sort of now becoming this other, you know, she's changing. So it's like, I, I, she doesn't know what all of that means yet or what purpose that's for. She's always been her whole life serving somebody, whether it was the Sky Spear, whether it was Oban, or whether, um, so she doesn't know how to sort of, in some ways, make her own decisions. Mm. And it's gaining that sort of confidence and realizing, you know, when Veth asked her that question, I know this wasn't in the questions that you said, but it's, that was kind of a big deal for her of like, oh, I, I, I don't know what that is because I've always been like, yeah, what do we need? Uh, what would you like me to do? What do you need? Um, I'm here to, 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 uh, do what you need. And it's, um, that conversation with Caduceus kind of changed a lot. Wow. So I, I think it's going to be, I'm excited to see what, how that moves her forward. Me too. Yeah. Me messy. Too. Messy. Messy. Oh, messy. 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 Yep. Uh, uh, boy, I can tell you one thing that's not messy. 
It's oh. fan art of the week. Hey. hey. Give it to me. <laughs> Our dad. Our dad. I'm right uh, here. Our dad. I'm, that's what we're saying. Finally. Uh, we're <laughs> back. I can't wait till it's Art Dad sweater weather, by the way. Oh, same. It is not Art Dad sweater sweater weather right now, but it will be no. soon. No, we need to have no fear, stop. critters. This this winter he will grow a huge, luscious beard down to his navel. Mm. Like me. <laughs> but you and I this year probably cannot enmesh our beards like Velcro. Not like we used to I do. Know. No. At the authentic mes- Mexican restaurants, <laughs> at the Four mescaline restaurant, nights yep. a week. The mescaline <laughs> restaurants. Yeah. Did I say that? No. Sounded oh, like that, that would have been. I just, I just wanted you. To that would have been a yeah. fucking Freudian slip for the ages, <laughs> our squeef. <laughs> hey, our winner for this week was sent in by JMNP Art at JMNP seven eight eight eight. Let's take a look. Oh, pithy. Oh, oh my Speaking goodness. of this moment, speaking of this wonderful moment. Yeah. Oh. The expressions are really great. Ugh, They're really perfect. Are so good. It's you know what now. I love about this? I haven't seen this. Um because I've been spending time off of social medias just for mental health reasons. Yeah. But the yep. I love that Yasha is just looking at Bo. I think that's so interesting. Yeah, she well, in this, is in this like, frame, she is. <laughs> yeah, in this picture, but it's so pretty. It's, it's so pretty, it's, and I love that Bo's yeah. just like, Yeah, I see Bo <laughs> giddy and having a wonderful time, and Yasha not feeling embarrassed or or inhibited as she looks at Bo. Exactly, yeah. yep. The freedom of the yeah. just both of them is just so beautiful. The joy that's just right there is so wonderful. I love love it. it. And I love love the lighting, too. The little laces on Bo's boots at the bottom. Yeah. I just, it's so, there's such little details. Yeah, there's details. details. Oh, man, those wings are sick. Hey, congrats to you, JMNP Art. You have won this. I'm really making Max work, aren't I? Hundred dollar gift card oh. to the Critical Role US shop. Uh, remember, you can enter our contest by our biweekly contest <laughs> by visiting critroll.com slash submit. Eric check. We're good. Okay, put it what back. Was in the, it? Tie it all back yeah, in the mail. What was the hand puppet for? You'll see. Was that a character? You'll see when it airs. Okay. okay. It's going to be a lot of things all at once. Okay. Rules for our okay. contest still available at critroll.com. Liam, yes. we were able to talk to Matt about this when he was on the show last time, but something that we really, really want to know from you is about the Vakoto fight and the fucking disintegrate spell. So let's let's uh, get into it. Okay. Let's get into we're going it. to, baby. So you chose disintegrate for the final hit on Vakoto. It, uh, definitely a dangerous choice due to Vakoto's fucking spell ricochet ability. Sure. What led you to choose that spell in particular? Oh man. Or Caleb for uh, that matter. I needed to talk about this today, so thank you. I'm here for you, baby. Uh, that was the most <laughs> One of the most insane 60 to 90 seconds of gameplay (laughs) 
that ever existed for perhaps the table, definitely for me in the entire history of the show, because a lot of people think that I just went, oh, man, bet it all on black. Let's see what happens. (laughs) But what if I told you that I larkened for the first 20 seconds of that moment? Okay. And that a quarter to midnight, I just forgot that the reflection thing was a thing. I just forgot it was a thing. I spent that whole uh, battle going, I'm here to banish things. I am just here to banish. Maybe I'll buff my friends a little bit. Maybe yep. I'll counterspell if that is applicable, but I'm just here to banish. And then we did. We just banished and it didn't work and it didn't. And then finally it did. Jester made it work. And then he was gone. But then everyone got greedy and it was done, but we brought him back. <laughs> and it was quarter to midnight. And I'm not an animatronic D&D uh, lesson machine. I'm just a guy playing D&D at 1145 at night. And he came back and everybody started Goodfellas circling him and kicking him. And I was like, well, Bo and Yash is going to kill this guy. Oh, it's my turn? Disintegrate. Boom. And 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 then uh, a moment passed. This, is, if, this was weeks ago. I think it might have been a month ago or more. So I, I, forgive me if the details yeah. are hazy. But I said, disintegrate. And uh, the room was quiet. And then uh, time passed. And Matt was like, do you really cast disintegrate? And I was like, yeah, cast disintegrate. It's 1145. Kill this fucking guy. We're done. We're getting out of here. We're getting the loot, apparently. And we're done. And then Matt started rolling dice. And then in the back of my head, I went, why did he ask me if I really cast disintegrate? Oh, because it's no. going to hit something. Oh, he, this guy might... reflects things. He did it like 10 times. <laughs> oh, no. And then and, and then Matt started rolling dice. And, and in the back of my brain, I'm going to take you guys on a journey. Please. In the back of my brain, I was like, well, just tell him that's not what you did. Tell him that you didn't want to do that. That you Tell him that you didn't remember the reflection thing. But he's already rolled dice. You can't take it back now. That's Ugh. ridiculous. And then my brain started going, all right, okay, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. You're, you've got a spell save. DC of 17. This thing did not seem that fast, right? It, it wouldn't seem that fast. Maybe he had a plus one or plus two for deck saves. Maybe. Probably not, but maybe. Okay, so that means anything that's 14 or lower is going to go in my favor. 14 over 20. That's equivalent to 7 over 10. That's 70%. 70% chance of this going in my way. This is fine. It's going to be 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 fine. And he's rolling all these dice and everyone starts talking and still... To the best of my memory, no one has said, don't do this, it'll reflect. Like, everyone <laughs> must have been so stunned that I would do this that nobody said anything to tip me off that I was in eldritch madness at that point. <laughs> eldritch <laughs> and, madness. And it was it was too late. It was happening. And mm. then, like, I'm watching everybody, like, make comments, and I realize that the thing can reflect back on us. And then I'm like, this is disintegrate. This is not fireball. This is not even finger of death. This is disintegrate. And then I started becoming morbidly, macabrely fascinated with the little puppet dance of death I had created. It was just like gallows humor (laughs) to the end. I'm like, well, this is a mess and I have made a mess. Let's just sit in it. And uh, somehow, nonsensically, spectacularly, it worked out in my favor. (laughs) It oh did. my god! It actually ended up, yeah. I went home that night and I got in a bed next to my wife, who was fast asleep, and I just stared. It was just one of those nights. I stared at the ceiling, going, "Dude, <laughs> dude, dude, that was fucking, dude." That and then I been had real bad. 
the the cocktail Zoom party that I mentioned with Matt and Marisha was like two nights after that, where I was just like to my therapist, I was like, that was the worst thing in the world. That would have been terrible if that happened. I can't ima- I can't believe that I just danced myself onto the precipice like a crazy person. And and I, and, and Marisha just went epic role though. And it was, and, and now yeah, true. I'm in the aftermath of it, and it was total nonsense. I'm an idiot, right? Like, I, contrary to popular belief, I do not have keen mind. I know, right? I know it was a terrible move, Henry. I am not. Ex- I am not uh, highly gifted. Uh, just like I can't make fire, uh, like I unless I have matches. Um, but I just like dumped to them going like it would have been the worst thing in the world. Um, and Matt told me that night that he would have that it was coming for me, that if he had reflected it. And as a DM, as a sometimes DM myself, of course, because if you're going to if you've got a player who's going to throw an M80 into the middle of the room, you're the one getting that M80 kicked back at you. Yeah. But he, he actually told us, I don't know if you saw the last talks episode, but he told us the person that it would have hit would have been Molly if you guys had resurrected him in time. <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. He's playing really the long game. Shocking long answer. Game, yeah. I really Ooh, thought yeah, like crazy answer. really, really, really harsh move, but I respect it as a <laughs> Wow, what a myself. moment. He just crawls up out of the dirt and <laughs> just disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ashley. <laughs> Yeah. We got time for a couple more. I know we, okay. there's so much to talk about. And when you guys come back on the next time, we'll keep talking about some of the stuff that's happened during the, because we just have a lot to talk about. But um, it's true. We have to fit I'm in two loving, episodes and one talk episode. We, do. we you need, need a little time. We need two hours for that. And we, we miss do. each other. So we, we want to talk. I know. We do. We do. We miss each other. Dan, I you, miss your horrific jokes, Brian. Hey, I got a couple good ones in the chamber <laughs> lined up. Don't you worry. Ashley. <laughs> Uh, uh, we have to talk about the Yasha and her harp. So you've talked before about how learning to play the harp is akin to therapy for Yasha. Uh, what, what was it like to have multiple real performances for the, <laughs> for the people of Vo and for the traveler con attendees? One of my favorite yelling at the screen moments of recent, uh, was that performance check, but you came back and you did an encore and that was tight. I loved it. That was beautiful. I've been rolling so bad. I've been rolling so is it bad, the dice man. I got, is it the dice that I got you for your birthday? I'm using all the dice. It's just okay. me. All it's right. just me. What um, about those dice, though, that are weird shaped? Like every time, it feels like every third it's roll cocked that every gets time. cocked. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's, that's, I, even that, I'm just rolling bad. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it's funny because I, I think that. Yasha is not very performative. Like she doesn't like the attention on her. So it's it's funny how this has sort of gone down where, you know, she's starting to do performances with the harp. Um, but I think it's also been an experiment, I guess, for me to sort of see if she does put herself out there, how does that affect her and what does that do for her and and um I don't think she loves the attention, but I think the playing music for her um, feels like she's making something beautiful as Mm. opposed to putting something out there in the world that is negative or hurting somebody. 
and seeing people listen to it and have the response of like, wow, that's really nice or be affected in a positive way and, and, or smile or be happy by it. I think that that's some, that's what she responds to in it. It's not the attention of like, oh, hey, look at me, look at me. I think it's, she's trying to sort of almost change her um, I guess maybe how the, the, not how the world views her. I don't know. I, I think I'm still working through it too. Um, but, uh, you know, I think her, how she views herself too, right? Like that's also a thing that's constantly changing as she's fighting to get you know, a lot of this campaign was spent Yasha fighting just to get control of herself so that she could continue her own journey and continue her own growth and her own process and healing and, and everything else she wants right. to get to. And, you know, she was essentially raised to be a weapon for mm -hmm. her tribe and for the Sky Spear. So it's the first thing that is kind of her own of something that she's learning and she's creating and putting out there in the world. And I love, I've talked about this before. I love the contrast of playing a barbarian and someone who's, who's tough and, and, you know, goes out on a battlefield. And when I roll well, um, <laughs> you know, just, yep. you know, goes out and slays, but she's also extremely gentle and loves flowers and loves beautiful music. And it's, it's sort of the further away she's gotten from the tribe and is sort of finding herself and finding what she loves. They're all very gentle and peaceful things. And that's on purpose. Mm. But, um, wow. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's also easy for some of these characters and for people to say, I'm, it's the easy route really, or the, the, to say, I'm always angry or I'm just sadness. That's all my life is. Or I only have hardship or I'm bad. Everything I do is bad. And that, that can feel very real, but it's simplistic. And the real nuanced yeah. reality is that even people who are broken or flawed or who are dealing with hardship or anger or whatever it is also are human and have beauty mm. to them. And that there's nobody who's black or white. Nobody. Really. Well, I totally agree. Yeah. And speaking of Liam, Caleb has, to, to put it lightly, wrestled with the concept of redemption for a long time, but seems to see it as an option for people like Essek, Eowulf, Astrid. So does his desire to see those people redeemed mean he could ever see it for himself? Or does he still... Yeah, we've talked about this so much, but I, I do want to know, like, the prog progress of where he's at. Like, does he still view himself as completely beyond redemption? Uh, well, I, Liam, can see maybe a couple paths from where he is, where he can find a little bit of peace and do a little bit of good. I don't know if he is as conscious of it as I am. Um, Again, I think it's just a huge step forward for him to... to be able to admit that he was molded in this direction. It wasn't just you're awful. It's not simply you're awful. Like someone wanted you to be here and that's why you're here. 
Um, as far as redemption goes, like I don't think he's even striving for redemption, really. Only the like the pie in the sky brass ring goal that Caleb started with is what he ever thought of as for redemption. And I think maybe he'll chase that. He might if if he did and he achieved it, he might not find the solace that he is looking for. But maybe he'll still chase it. Um, Ostrid and Eadwolf deserve the ability to be brought as far along as he has by the Mighty Nine. They probably don't have anyone in their lives who could do that because they're surrounded by the system that made them. Hmm. And and Caleb broke off and has been shaped by these these better people. Um, and then with uh, man Essek, that's a complicated thing too. Um, God, that happened ages ago before in the before times <laughs> in the before times yes. and that's complicated too like god there's so many aspects of that that i could talk about essek so like caleb there's a certain aspect of his training when and he only made it a very short way into it before he got ejected out but um it was subtly like encouraged suggested or or baked into them that like do whatever you need to do to get things done be that violent or um sexual or uh just whatever it takes to serve the empire with essek um kale's relationship to essek was many things is many things he's a little out of their sphere right now like they're dealing with other things and essek is like people wanted to like go find essek and bring him down and i think in that moment like caleb was like he thought it wasn't so much like protect my friend even though he did have care for Essek and, and, and attraction to Essek, but it was more like I need to go back home and I need to fix our yard, not their yard. That's their country. And we've helped here, but that's, that's, I don't speak for these, for, for this place. I speak for that place. Mm. So if you want to fucking exact vengeance or if you want to make shit work, let's go home and fix our shit, not that shit. Yeah. You made that. So that's why he shot that down with the, the nine or tried to. And then, like, the 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 time on the boat where he, like, kissed him on the forehead, like, again, attraction to Essek is real. And care for Essek and, like, in intellectual attraction is real, too. But in that moment, that was many things. It wasn't just like, oh, I really, I'm really attracted to you and, and I want to be with you. It was also, like, there's a lot at stake here. And I can't let this get fucked up. So I'm going to say whatever I need to say right now to keep you on the rails and get through this. Mm. So don't go spinning off into despair or break your plan. We need everything to go as it did. So everything he said to Essek was true and his attraction to Essek is, is true, but also Caleb was, was drawing on past experience and past training to make sure things went the way they needed to go. Um, boy, I talked about a lot of things in addition to redemption. I'm very so glad like, you just did though. So Caleb, I mean, I Caleb would like for Essek to have redemption, but if if I'm ju- if I'm weighing all the things that Caleb has to focus on, including the nine, the empire, the eyes of nine, trying to, his teacher and his ex classmates, Essek doesn't like Essek is not as high on the list of things that he he needs to work on. Um, yeah. but it doesn't mean that like their time that they spent there and like he, Essek, Essek is not like the nine. Essek is very, is brilliant and, and gets it the way that Caleb gets it. So like, that was great to be around. I don't know. That was How does Caleb answer. like to get it? Well, he hasn't gotten it in a very <laughs> long time. I was, <laughs> it's uh, been a while. it's been a while. Been a while. 
critters will see that uh, as soon as as soon as <laughs> Liam sort of started that answer, I was furiously looking to Danny's window to see how she was <laughs> responding in real time to what he's saying. Because normally I can just look, you know, I can just look at Danny and be like, ah, you know, because the camera's not on me when you're answering the questions. But now I'm. Now I'm, we're all on at the same time, so I have to look at Danny and be like, oh, my God, she's loving this. She's I am respectfully watching <laughs> the game. I, I love all the shit with Essek because it's like high spy times, and Essek was fucking manipulating us and a lot of people. I, yeah. was, I was, I was, I mean, again, like, you think about spies, and there's a, there's a definitely a, a, a level of re- realness, and like they get close to each other and and develop feelings for each other and care for each other, but they're also trying to achieve the things they are trying to achieve. And that motherfucker was true. doing some shit, some shit that had yeah. nothing to do with our feelings or our us being happy or the empire being good or you know he was he was going after his ends, man. Mm-hmm. So it's me- again, it's messy, and that's what we like here is messy. All I can think of is just this is that this is all just an incredible prequel to the Spy Kids AU where oh, Caleb gosh. and Essek oh are the gosh. parents. <laughs> oh my gosh. Those sp- those Spy Kids movies were lit back in the I day. Can see that. I Dude, can see they that. were so good. <laughs> They're pretty lit back in the day, man. Robert Rodriguez, I remember, he doesn't fuck around. No, I remember after seeing that, I stole the oh shit, talky mushrooms. Solid. Oh wow! <laughs> Pulling from the vault, <laughs> Ashley Jenkins, the, the Spy Kids vault. Yeah, dude, Spy Kids is dope. Mm. Maybe I'll eat like six brownies and watch Spy Kids tonight. You know what I mean? That's a good idea. Mm. Uh, I could see a version of the future where Caleb and Essek are like spy masters of their respective countries, but every once in a while they'll meet up. Like, what am I thinking of? Of um, Killing Eve. Uh, oh, Fiona man. Shaw ah, I still want to watch and that. her ex-lover like but they're still spy masters of different countries going like oh hey you I remember when we remember but we're also fucking spies <laughs> it's great it's a lot <laughs> exactly. of fun it's bigger man two households yeah. two households yeah. in Verona yeah. yeah. yes Alexandria where we lay our scene yes <laughs> yep um, okay, well, we got to wrap up soon, but I wanted to ask you before we go, speaking of the Eyes of Nine, you both aided Bo in the library uh, when she was doing the research into the Tomb Takers and the Eyes of Nine. What are Caleb and Yasha's thoughts on her theories of Aeor being in the living city and it being tied into Nonagon's original ritual and that Vesper, uh, Derogna, Derogna, no, Belogna. it's not delivery. Belogna. It's mm-hmm. Bologna. It says it right here mm-hmm. on my... Vespaloni. Best, best yeah. What do y'all think? <laughs> Ash? <sighs> Boy. So many things that I'm thinking about that. Um, but that was... That was a... Um, I'm really glad I got to be there for that because that was a fun time being with the Empire Kids and being in a library and also getting a little bit more time with the two of you guys a little more time above. Um, but yeah, I really, I, I, I feel like it's, it's right there. And probably by this point, 
the audience and the critters were like, how have you guys not figured this out yet? Oh, yeah, for sure. The, the hive mind figures everything out about a month before we Yes, do. of course. But um, I, you know, because Marisha and I were talking about it off screen and we're both like, it's right there. It's right there. What What are we missing? What is it? I bet um, she's close. I bet Detective Lionette is, is pretty close to the reality of it. I know. I think so, too. I think so, too. I feel like that's... I can't. I I'm I'm so excited for the next game. Yeah, and I'm I can't so wait to see. I can't wait to find Molly. Like I I really have always thought that Matt would, because it was so hard to like lose Molly so early. And I'm like, well, eventually somewhere somewhere down the line, Matt is going to bend him back in. And and when we started talking about nines and stuff again, I I enjoyed playing Caleb because Caleb's not a he's never has been. Although maybe he is now because there's too much crazy shit happening. Has never been a fate guy. I've been like uh, so I like demurred at it on purpose as Caleb would be like I I don't know visions I don't know maybe he, maybe Vakoto was just scared and shat his pants and that's what we saw. But it, it's it's time like all the chickens are coming home to roost. It's yeah. Time. Yeah, and Matt is Matt's all his little webs are going to start going. Yep. It feels like it. It feels like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels like maybe the beginning of act three of the campaign. Danny, correct me if you think I'm wrong, but maybe it feels like it's like beginning of act three. If it's a three act play. I don't know how many acts there are, because, but it definitely feels like the start of, of a new journey. I will definitely say that. It does. It does. A cold journey. And we don't know yet because of the because Jester was scrying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all still don't so technically. We still, we y'all don't are know. digging in a hole right now. While you're Jester looking for yeah, talks exactly. We're just standing exactly. there, and she's gotta, she's gotta, yeah. she's gotta drop that info, yeah. which is gonna we're be. In, we're just in mud, mud and rain, and she's yeah. having a revelation while we're all like, yep, yeah. Oh, you know what? Uh, something something I got to ask everybody until everybody's been on is Vilya. I got to ask what that was uh, like. Tell me. Oh, man. I, I talked to Matt and Laura about it last week, but yeah. I, I, I thought that was such an incredible moment when she, the, you know, it opens up and then we got to see Keyleth. I just, yeah. I was onions, all of it. Tears were coming. <laughs> I just was looking at Marisha just like, oh, who? Just so happy and just what a beautiful, yeah. beautiful moment. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Keyleth is still as as an element of our story is like everything to me. Mm. And mm. to like just get another little peek, like the story that we all told together and my sliver of it with uh, with Marisha, like that story is really important to me. So just just to get a a glimpse to see her again, mm. meaningful. That's fun. And what a. What a fucking long game gift that Matt gave to Marisha. Oh that's God. exactly what he talked about in the last talks. And that was so sweet. And I just thought like, yeah. oh man, that's the level of thoroughness and, and thought and care that he puts into every single one of those threads and spider webs that you mentioned a minute ago, Lee. I'm like, yeah. ah, it's incredible. It's incredible. It was cool that- to see. Cause Mar- I, I, you, we could all see how that affected Marisha yeah. and mm. how special that was to her that, Matt wove that into the story. It and was yeah. just sat it was, on it. Yeah. Sat on it and waited. Yeah. It was That's a beautiful moment yeah. for there were so many layers to that moment of just us as friends, as having seeing Marisha experience that moment, mm. Matt bringing that into the story. It was just like, ugh, 
that was yeah. such a cool moment. Yeah. And such a great like note in her song or color in her in her painting to you know she she achieved and will continue to but achieve like a magnificent things and it's powerful and great but had a very you know heartbreaking sad ending so yeah. then to to later to have this sliver of joy mm. go back in is so complex and so beautiful and just just masterfully done fucking D&D, she lost man. her love but she got her mama back yeah, yeah that's true so beautiful that's true <sighs> i didn't even think about it in that way Ugh, oh, i love this man. game I know, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, well, on that beautiful fucking note, that is literally all the time we have for tonight. Thank you for staying late and answering all these amazing questions, friends. I love you. Not friends. I mean, one of you is, one of you is, I'm sleeping with one of you. And the the other one's Ashley Johnson. <laughs> it's, it's not I hard. Yeah. for it. Anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> I would like to thank... I would like to thank both of my spouses for joining us tonight. <laughs> As always, our amazing lore keeper, Danny Carr. Danny Carr. Henry. Cos- cosplaying gone. as Goth Jester tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Goth Jester. <laughs> um, we'll see you in two Boy. weeks. Come here, Bullock. Yeah, let's see if he'll come up and say goodnight. Henry, come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come on, boys. I think Henry's got one more in him. Oh, hi. Come on here, big boy. There you go. Dear day are. Yeah, there you go. I'm just sleeping. Oh, well, buddy. He's just laying down. Am I on the show? (laughs) He's like, am I on the show that Henry's famous for? (laughs) Uh, We'll be back in a couple (laughs) weeks. Uh, Until then, as always, don't forget to love each other. Don't worry. It's almost Thursday. Stay turnt, my friends. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Wha-bam. Wha-bam. Snuck one in. Thank you for listening to Talks Mocking on the Critical Role Podcast Network. If you like this episode, please consider supporting us by rating and reviewing this podcast on whatever podcasting app you're using. Talks Machina airs every other Tuesday at twitch.tv slash critical role. Until next time. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn this thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton. For the stay. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.